Today, I want to take a journey for the next uh, 35 minutes or so. And I want to talk about three things we get wrong about mom. Three things. The sermon is divided into three basic parts. And I want to get you to see the first part is how we restrict them. Moms are oftentimes narrowly defined and how that restricts their flexibility. And for a lot of you women who don't even have children or you, you're not a mom yet, this is going to be a fascinating section because it's going to say, explain to you what happens. You start off with dreams and ambitions. You get married and you have love, hopes, and all of a sudden you feel like you're in a straitjacket. And, and you're going, this is not what I signed up for. I, I feel restricted. If you're a single parent and you're raising a kid and, and you can't get help and you just, you don't know what happened. Some of you are married to a woman who has this look on her face of frustration. And you don't understand because you work every day, you think you're doing all you can to make her happy, but I've heard, I have had a lot of guys tell me, I, I just don't, I don't know how to make her happy. I, I don't know how to make her happy. I work every day, but that's not enough. So we'll talk about that. The second thing we'll talk about is we'll talk about how we underestimate them. And, and when we get to that part, it's going to be interesting because it, it's really easy if, if you think the wrong way to underestimate people. And I've learned that I've, I'm guilty of that on a lot of levels. You can overestimate, you can underestimate. But in regards to women, I think we underestimate their potential. There are a lot of women who don't believe they can have any life beyond a guy. That their whole life and identity flows through a man. Without a man, they're not whole. He's my better half. I never said that about Diane. I love her, but I ain't never said that. I ain't no half. She married a whole. I mean, you can say what you want to say culturally. I'm just talking about how I describe myself. Because <laughs> if something happened to her, I don't want to be, what am I going to be if she half? And, 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 I, and I, I'm sorry, that's just how I think. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry if I'm messing up your balloon here a little bit, but I'm just saying, I, I, don't, I, I don't want her to ever think that, Without her, my whole life is over. And he said, listen, where are you going with this? I'm telling the truth. <laughs> because 70% of women, two-thirds of women, two-thirds of women will outlive their husbands. Two-thirds. And if all you are is him, I think you underestimate your potential. If two-thirds of women will outlive their husbands, now, some of that's because you guys won't go to the doctor. Some of that's because um, uh, I bet you can help me with that, right? Men don't go, right? They come late, right? Um, you do me a favor, just for a minute, please. I know you don't want me to, but I want you to help me out. Give me a mic. Give me a mic. Come on, come on, Mary. Come on. I'm sorry, Mary. It's Mother's Day. I shouldn't bother you. You're a mother. Happy Mother's Day. But, but come on, give her a big hand. Come on. Give Mary Terry a big hand. Come on. I can't, I can't guess it. You're trying to tell me words and help me out. 
Okay, men tend to wait. No, wait, tell, tell me what you do first. Tell me what you do. Um, I'm a nurse practitioner, but. Is it on? No, it's not on. Testing one, two. They're going to cut it on for you in just a second. Just hold on for a second. We're going to sing a little bit, and then it's going to come on by faith. You believe it? I believe it. There you go. By faith. There you go. Come on. I'm a nurse practitioner as well as I have a doctorate in nursing practice. And what I've seen, what I've seen is men wait too late. They don't come for preventive checks such as Pastor Rick Call, the Hallelujah Test. Um, when they're 40 years of age, they don't come until they're really, really sick. That's the back, the back end. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> They don't come until they're really, really sick, and then by, you know, early prevention is always the key. So we encourage you to get your health checks when you're over 40. There are certain things you need to do when you're over 50. There are certain things you need to do, and it's a matter of saving your life. Thank you. I know you do this. I mean, I could say it, you know, but I saw Mary Sanders, and she can say it better than me. And she deals with that all the time. I mean, it's, 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 it's a tragedy that you just can prevent. And, and it's not, even in this room, for example, if it's cold, the brothers will let you freeze. Oh, it's all right. Ain't, there, ain't no problem. It's all right. A little chilly, but it's all right. All the women shaking and everything. <laughs> so I have to have a woman tell me, you know what I'm saying? No, it's cold, Pastor. Turn it down. Turn it up or whatever. And, and it's, it's we, we try to muscle our way through issues when that's not the issue. Remember my doctor had a great conversation with me. He said, Temple, listen, you inherited some of this, dude. This, this, is from, this is just genetics. It's got nothing to do with you eating right or exercising. So there are certain things. You start off with a deficit, with cholesterol in some cases. And, other issues, blood pressure issues. Some issues you start off with because of your family, tr your family tree. And so I had to accept that and have to work understanding that. And then my body changes and evolves. It's not like it was before. I told you this, I told you my stomach, not saying, I told y'all that the other day, I said, this is not, I have to work on this. If I don't work on this, it just takes off. One grape, bam, there you go. So just, just man, I mean, and it's, it doesn't, you know, sometimes you, you really misunderstand where you are and you're not honest. And it's not just men, it's women too. But just for the men's sake, I was saying two-thirds of us will not, serve, we will not outlive our wives. And so for you women, back to my subject here, if you misunderstand your value, and you only define yourself by one person. And in Diane's case, it could be, oh, she's married to Pastor Rick, and I've seen this happen to a lot of first ladies. When he's gone, they're, they're lost. They're wandering around lost. And I don't want that to be true. I want her to live. You want her to remarry? Yeah. After about 15 years, yeah. <laughs> 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 terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. I was just, just smacked, just messed up the whole moment. No, I don't mean that. I don't mean that. 14 years. No, anyway. No, I, no, I don't care. No, I really don't. I mean, I really don't. I don't, have time, I don't have any time limit or anything like that. You know, I don't want it to be the next day. You understand? <laughs> 
I do have some boundaries on that, but I'm going to get off of this subject. You understand? Get back with the sermon. Come on, say, we get your point. Come on. Okay. I, I think it's unhealthy for a person to not understand the value that they bring, to underestimate that value. And the third part I'm going to talk about today is, is 10 things that, that moms can become. I'm going to give you a list of things that you can become, and they're pretty fascinating. And I hope this is just one of those Mother's Day sermons that, that just kind of inspires you. But let me begin and get you to look at one verse. I didn't give you the verse in writing, but it's Ephesians 5.22. And here's what it says in essence. Wives, submit yourselves to your husband as unto the Lord, showing reverence to the husband. This verse is one of those great verses that has often been used to imply one thing in the mind of men. A woman's ultimate goal in life should be to be submitted to a guy. That's her ultimate dream. And it also implies to them that somehow womankind is submitted to mankind. And that is totally untrue. I don't believe that the Bible, I believe that Adam was created first. I get that. But that doesn't mean that Eve had no value. Because in Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, 28, it says that God blessed them. God said to them, be fruitful, be multiplied, fill the earth, go get educated, subdue the earth, take charge have dominion. All that was said to both of them, Adam and Eve. God said to them. It's only in chapter 3 of Genesis that you find that God tells women that they have to submit to the men, to the man, and that's because man had fallen into sin and now God is a warfare. And he said somebody's got to lead them out of this warfare and because of your unique skills I choose the man to lead and I choose the woman to fulfill another role. But it doesn't mean that it's not a valuable role. I think you have to really understand that. I really understand in leadership, I don't get to be the smartest guy in the room. You saw what I just did. I said, I want to do this health fair, what we just did earlier in our service here. I'm, I'm totally out of that. They'll tell you, I'm out of that until they'll bring me a report. He'll, he'll send me a note, okay, this is my strategy for that. Here's four or five things we're going to do to get, get this educational fair going. And, Wait, and he'll, they'll, they'll, people email me and I'll, I'll respond and they'll get the, the, they'll, they'll all start pulling together and become a new tribe. And I think it's fantastic to probably fall into the community tribe. I mean, we even got a place for it. I mean, it's, it's a great thing. It's a wonderful thing. But I'm the leader, but I don't have to be the smartest guy to figure it all out. And what I just said, they may do something totally different. It doesn't matter as long as they get it done. In the family context, God simply said, you're the leader, but it doesn't mean you're the smartest one. It doesn't mean your wife's dumb. It doesn't mean she has no voice. Submission is simply a military term, which means proper alignment. But what we've done is we've made it into this make the women, make the mothers live to be submitted, live through a guy. And that's all the value she has. And that's not what it means. Husbands are to love Christ, love, love their wives the way Christ loves the church, Ephesians says in chapter 5. That, that, that the goal is for the man to be like Christ in her life, a, a, a savior, a helper, not God. But he's to be a positive influence. But what we've done in some cases is we've given women the impression, and this is what a lot of them push up against, your value is tied to one thing, a relationship with somebody, and being submitted in that relationship. 
and you don't see what you can become beyond it. And so you underestimate your potential. Three questions for you to think about. How far can a mother go in life? Just think about that. How far? How, far, how much can a mother grow with a husband? And how much can a mother grow without one? Because as I said a moment ago, two-thirds of you will be without one. And because he's gone, does that mean you can't keep growing? See, I don't believe that's ever God's desire. You were made to be an eternal being, and, and as an eternal being, this phase of my existence is temporary, being Pastor Ricky Temple. I will one day not have this title. I will one day not be the pastor of this church. I will not one day not be in this building. I, it, it's all going to evolve. Imagine this. One day, there will be thousands of members of our church who never, ever had church in here. We're going to build another place, and they're not going to ever, they're not going to even remember this. Many of you were never at East Broad Street. You were never at Bull Street. You were never at 3111 College Street. We've had three other locations you never visited. We've existed years before we met you in another location, and now that's all a memory. And this will be too. See, I think when you understand that and you put it in perspective, it helps you know that my life is more than just what I have with this guy or with this lady. Can you, can you say this with me, please? Say, I am, I am an eternal, eternal being. being. I will live forever. forever. Even the Bible says when you die, you go live with Jesus. I mean, you're going to live forever. This is a phase of your life. This is a phase a season. And, and people who are happy learn how to manage the seasons. Learn how to be the top executive in an office and in charge and then no longer. Now you are just a regular person. Learn how to be a police officer in charge and then now you're not the police officer anymore. You see somebody speeding and you start chasing them and you realize I'm a civilian. <laughs> I am not the police anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. There's, there's this tremendous, tremendous thing that I think Proverbs teaches in chapter 31. And it's, the, it's a story about a, what they call a virtuous woman. And the word virtuous means a woman with high standards. It's a, a, a virtuous person is a person that has a high standard high standard. They're not, they're not um, casual about a lot of things. And in this description in, in Proverbs 31, Solomon gives this incredible summary of what a person with a high standard looks like, what a virtuous woman looks like. And this, by the way, when you read the list, let me tell you what's going to happen to you. You ready? And, and I'll probably just go ahead and read all 10 for you real fast. Because here's, here's what I want you to do. When you read this list, you're going to say, who is that? We don't know her. This is the kind of woman you hate that comes to work for you. She just perfect. Joyce Hall can say it in a way that only Joyce can say it. She talks about seeing women who come in and hair perfect, do like this, and then the toes straight, everything is just perfect. That's what she sounds like. Listen to the 10 things that this virtuous mom, she's a mother, became. Repeat them with me, please. Say trusted, trusted. safe. Industrious, Industrious, entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial 
You ready? Prepared. Philanthropic. Big word. Ready? Positive. Watchful. Respected. Admired. You have the potential as a woman, as a mom, to be all of these things. Now, there's a role guys play in this, I believe. And some of that will be talked about. But I want you to understand, in this chapter, it doesn't give the guy any credit. It's not about him. I like this part because what it does is it says, can we just for a minute take the men out of your life or the dream of a man out of your life for a minute and talk about what you can become? Just for a moment. You. What, are, what is your potential? Now, again, I, I believe that I have a role to play, and I believe that I have a valuable role to play as a man, and I can talk about how important I think that role is. But what I think we do sometimes is we spend so much energy, and women spend so much energy focusing on that part of it, they never imagine what they can become. Just you. So let me read a little bit of it and see if you can follow me and see the, how this connects to you. Verse 10 of Proverbs chapter 31 says, who can, who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. Look at that. She is someone that's worth more, can be trusted more, and you can even change the word. You can say valuable. That'd probably be a better word even. Let's just do that on the spot. Let's edit this. I like that. Everybody say valuable. valuable. She's not just somebody who's there. She's valuable. Take her out of the mix. Feel it. She's, she's somebody that if she's not present, this person is absolutely missed in life. Everybody say again, say valuable. valuable. She's somebody that's valuable. Secondly, she's someone that's safe. The Bible says the heart of her husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. You can become a safe person. Imagine that. Imagine being valuable. Imagine being safe. When he comes to you, it's safe. It's so funny. I didn't really realize how safe my wife was. When we first got married, my mom used to always talk about she wanted a man to bring check home and all that stuff. I said, who is that? <laughs> we, as a teenager, we used to have these little discussions. I said, Mom, I'm looking to one ass. I don't see any man want a woman that wants a chick. <laughs> and so we'd have these discussions. So when I got married, I was determined that she wouldn't have my chick. <laughs> never. I would deposit my own chick. And, um, and I never, you know, wasn't willing to share or be generous, but I just wanted my own chick. She teases me now because I used to go in my wallet and I'd turn around and say, hold on for a second. You know, she <laughs> just we count my money now. <laughs> What you need, $10? Okay, okay. <laughs> there you go. I mean, I had that thing on me for a minute. Because I felt like being the man meant that I had to manage everything. That that was somehow a sign of my, of my leadership. And I didn't feel that giving her my, my resources, I felt I was abdicating my responsibilities. But let me tell you what I discovered. That's a safe place to make your deposit. Now, some of you would say, 
That's not my testimony, Pastor. My wife won't spend every dime of that money. Some of you women say, amen. I know I'll spend it if you give it to me. If that's you, that's okay. Everybody said their weaknesses and strengths. But I, I love the fact that he says you can become a safe place. A place that you can be trusted. A place that has great value. And then thirdly, you can become industrious. Verse 13 of Proverbs 31. She seeks wool and flax. Look at that. She goes out and looks for wool. That's important. She's looking for the tools she needs. <coughs> Excuse me. Willing and willingly works with her hands. She's like the merchant ship. She brings her food from afar. She also rises while it's yet night and provides food for her household and a portion for her maidservants. She got her own maids now. She's bad. But I want you to notice that this is an industrious person, self-driven, self-motivated. Doesn't need a man to motivate her. Doesn't need anybody else to motivate her. She's self-motivated. She knows what she wants. And then this, third, this fourth word I love, she's entrepreneurial. Can you say that big word? Come on. That means she takes financial risk. That doesn't mean she's foolish with money. She just, she sees a deal. She considers a field and buys it. She passed by some properties. Hey, how much they want for that? They want 50000 I can sell it for 100 She's that kind of person. And I want you to read this really slow with me, please. Say, from her profits, she plants a vineyard. I want you to know something else. She's a woman who believes in profits. Say profits. I'm telling you now, that's not a cuss word. <laughs> she understands the value of building profits, and notice what she does with it. She takes the money and doesn't go shopping with it. She builds, she plants a vineyard. You know why? Because she can grow grapes, sell them. She's thinking about building a business. Here's what she said. Women have that potential. They can be smart, entrepreneurial, industrious, safe, trusted, valuable, all that. It's amazing what you can become. Well, I'm too old. No, you're, the smartest, you're smarter than you've ever been. Right now, you would never make the same mistakes because you know now what to do. I can give you a million dollars now, and you got it. You would be so smart. But it, you know what? When, you, when you're young and you get money, uh, I, I remember, um, well, I'm, so I'm about to tell my business. I catch myself. Can I, tell, can I tell you my business? No, you really want to raise your right hand. You're going to keep a secret. <laughs> Send me some, I ain't going to lie to you. I'm going to tell everybody when you tell me. First time I ever got $10,000 extra in my life. First time I ever had $10,000. I felt so rich. I felt like a big investor. So first thing I want to do is go invest it in the stock. Show I arrived. That's the dumbest thing I ever did. Because <laughs> I was looking at the stock market every day. And you know, that's, you know when you, you do it, you're doing it wrong, when you, when you have to check it every day. You don't, you don't put money away, you can't. You got to check every day. I had the newspaper, the Wall Street Journal, and then, then the dumb thing went down right after I called. And I just grieved and prayed, oh, the devil, this is a lie. It's amazing. That showed you I wasn't ready yet. See, but I, I like the fact that I had, I had a dream. And, and what's really interesting, though, is, you know, 
Some of us, some of us, don't even see our potential. We're afraid to try anything. I'm glad I was willing to try something. But I want you to think for a minute, young lady. What can you become? Do you believe that God can give you an opportunity? Do you believe that you have, you, you have smarts? Can you just practice with me, please? Say, I am, I am not, dumb. not dumb. I'm smart. I'm smart. I've, learned from my mistakes. I've learned from my mistakes. Come on, say amen. amen. You, 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 you've learned. You've made mistakes, but you've learned. And so now it's a perfect time for God to give you a blessing because you know what to do with it. If that's true, raise your hand and say, bring it on, Jesus. Come on, say, bring it on. Even the men yelling, bring it on, Jesus. <laughs> Come on, get a load of big hand clap if you got that point. Now, now I, want, I, want, I want to switch here for a minute, and I want to turn to another version of the Bible for a reason. All the way from verse 16, uh, 17 down to verse 30, the language in King James gets you lost. And sometimes you spend more time climbing the language barrier than you do understanding the text. So what I want to do is I want to give you a list of words now that, that would be better understood in another version. So repeat the word with me, please. Let's say them all again. Say, say, say trusted, trusted are valuable. Right. Remember, I supplement, right? Say safe, safe. Industrious, industrious, entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial. and next word, say prepared. Look at verse 17, Proverbs 31. For first thing in the morning, she dresses for work, rolls up her sleeves, eager to get started. I love that message version. She, verse 18, she senses the worth of her work. I love that. She senses the worth of her work. Can you say that with me, please? Come on. She senses the worth. One more time. Come on. She senses the worth of her work. She sees the worth in her work and is in no hurry to call it quits for the day. She's skilled in the crafts of home and hearth, and that means her fireplace, diligent in homemaking. She doesn't worry about her family when it snows. Their winter clothes are all mended and ready to wear. Notice she's prepared everything. She makes her own clothing and dresses in colorful linens and silks. Now, I want to say this. You know, some women want to hear this say, that's the kind of woman that makes me sick. <laughs> I go to her house, huh? she's already up and dressed. She laid everything out the night before. Notice, this is an inspirational example. Imagine not getting up in the morning, running around like a chicken with your head cut off. Imagine, imagine what it's like to arrive someplace early. Just dream with me, just dream for a minute. Just imagine that a family vacation doesn't turn into a fight on the way out the door because we didn't wait to the last minute to pack. Well, we're trying to get to Disney because we got to check out the hotel and you're just making us wait because you didn't plan. Imagine. Imagine what it's like to have a clean house. Oh, that's imagine. Imagine what it's like to have all the clothes washed for real. Come on, just dream with me, dream with me, dream with me. All hung up, come on, dream, you dreaming with me, you dreaming. Some of you say, whose house is that? I hate those people, <laughs> If you're not careful, you will, you will misunderstand. This is what you can become. You can, be, your life can be different. 
Everybody doesn't live like you live. There are people that can make a decision. Now, now be careful, guys, because some of you are saying, I hope you're hearing this sermon. <laughs> See, you're going to get beat down when this is over. You hush up right now. I'm going to tell you, you be quiet. Because unless, listen to me, unless you like me, who was up at 4.30 this morning helping wash the clothes, you can't say nothing. Come on, amen. Why is the clapping so weak when I made that good point? Come on, amen. That's right. I can't, I can't expect her to do something. If you kids, that's why I wish mom would clean up. You need to clean up. Come on, say it's a team effort. Come on. That's what makes it work in my house. I put a load in when I left. I'm going to go drive up when I get back. I don't have to, why, why am I putting it all on one person? But what I want you to see, though, is this woman, though, forget the guys for a minute again, this woman embraces the work. Here's what I think is wrong. Some of you have stopped embracing this dream. Some of it is your fault. You, 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 you're fighting against it. I ain't doing all that work. I'm not doing this. And so you're not planning. You're not organizing. You're not structuring things. And so you're not prepared. And so every day is chaotic. And you're praying and speaking in tongues and asking God. And God says, I can't help you. You're just a chaotic mess. <laughs> Come on. Say, I can, I can be, trusted. be trusted. Come on, say, I can, I can be safe. I can be industrious. I can be entrepreneurial. And I can be prepared. Come on. Then number six. I can be philanthropic. Philanthropic person, somebody who promotes the welfare of others. It's what we do when we go to the mission field. It's what we do when we help schools, adopting the schools, the church. All those are our philanthropic efforts. We're committed to helping others the health fair, the academic fair, all the things we talked about today. Imagine this woman, the Bible says, listen to what it says, verse 20, she's quick to assist anyone in need, reaches out to help the poor. Oh, I love that. Then he implies in the text that she's industrious. Again, verse 23. Look at how her husband views her. Her husband is greatly respected when he deliberates with the city fathers. She designs gowns and sells them, brings the sweaters she knits to the dress, to dress, to, uh, to the dress shops. This is a woman who's always, always doing something. Her husband has his stuff, and she has her stuff. But, but let's pretend you don't have a husband. Don't worry about that right now. Do your part. Focus on what you can do. My mother raised me as a single parent, and what's really amazing is she never complained about being single. She never felt as if it was something to be mad about. She never burdened me with her love life. My mother never, ever made that my responsibility. I never paid for her love life. Some women do make you pay. There's a powerful moment here when you think about you can forget him and focus on yourself. You can become industrious. You can become prepared. And then you can become, number seven, positive. 
Listen to what it says, verse 25. Her clothes are well made and elegant, and she's always, she always faces tomorrow with a smile. When she speaks, she has something worthwhile to say. And she always says it kindly. Have you become a negative person? Have you become this person who feels this need? And I always use this illustration because I see women make this mistake all the time. Every new guy you meet, you tell them about the last rotten guy you had. <laughs> Why? Why is that necessary? I don't want him to hurt me like the last one. Can we just pause for a minute? Is all of your life about describing all the bad things that happen? I normally don't. I can give you a list. I have my list. But it doesn't help you. I think there's something about saying I can become a positive person. But that's tied to me being watchful. Number eight. She keeps an eye on everyone in her household and keeps them all busy and productive. She keeps her eyes on what matters. Her household. Her family. Not next door neighbors. I see a lot of Christians, they spend so much time trying to minister to other people in their house of wreck. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm focused on the temples. I want them to be stronger and better. I want, my, my son, I want Ricky and Christina and Milani, who just loves me. All of those people are my focus. Christina, I'm not, I'm not I mean, I love you. I, you know, I, I do. And I, I talk to a lot of you, help, but let's be real clear. If, if I let my family go down, I'm, I'm so busy watching the church and talking to members that I'm letting my family die. My kids aren't happy. My wife's not happy. I, 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 am, I am sad. You know what I hear <clears throat> from most pastors I counsel, their wives? He doesn't have time for me. <clears throat> and I want to say, he's full-time, isn't he? A lot of them full-time. Say, you full-time? Why don't you have time? That's why I, I'm clear. Every Monday is what day? Say it loud. What day is Monday? Diane's day. Diane's day. You call me, I might say, hello, Diane's day. What you need? <laughs> you ain't dying, I call you back. In Jesus' name. <laughs> and if you are dying, I'm going to pray for you. And then, and then I'm going <laughs> to call you tomorrow. No. <laughs> that's terrible. That's terrible. If you, if you don't Keep your eyes on what matters. You're going you're gonna to hurt yourself, and I've seen this too much. So be watchful, and then, number nine, you can be respected. I love this. Her children respect and bless her. Her husband joins in with words of praise. Many women have, have done wonderful things, but you have outclassed all of them. She's watchful, respected, positive, and then I love this last one. She's admired. I want you to listen to this statement because this is so important as I close. Charm can mislead and beauty soon fades. Read that with me slow. Come on. Charm can mislead and beauty soon fades. But listen to this now. The woman to be admired and praised is the woman who lives in the fear of God. If you put your focus on being charming and you put your focus on beauty, you're going to lose perspective. If you're not careful, everything in your life as a woman can be about being charming. Hi, how are you? And you can put it on, you can throw it down, you can dress it up, you can, you can, you know, but is that what this is about or is it about fearing God? 
I love this. So here's the question. What, what can hinder a woman from reaching her full potential? What can stop her from being admired, respected, and all the things we just said? First Peter chapter 3 says something that's simple, but it, it answers this question. First Peter chapter 3 says, your beauty, your beauty should not come from outward adornment such as braiding the hair and the wearing of gold jewelry and fine clothes. Instead, your beauty woman should be that of your inner self, an unfading beauty of gentle and quiet, a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in the sight of God. So here's the answer to the question. What can hinder you from reaching your full potential? When you become so outwardly focused that you forget yourself. You're so focused on making sure all this looks good and all this is impressive, being charming, being, being, you know, speaking right, being a lady, that you forget you. And the inside of you is hurting, and the inside of you is wrecked, and that's not the part you're focused on. I, you know, I, I think you should work on looking good. Nothing wrong with looking good. But if that's your focus, if you forget that life is more than having a, and finding a man, if you forget that children will grow up and create their own lives. And they will move away. If you forget that two-thirds of you will outlive your husbands, if you forget those things, and you put all your life as a mom or as a woman, and you wrap it around just those things. Some of you that have not had children can feel bad because you haven't had kids and you want kids, but everyone with kids will tell you. They all grow up and they move away. And some of them, sometimes those turkeys don't call you. Sometimes those turkeys forget you <laughs> did all that all those years. And you can feel like a motherless child trying to beg them to call and keep up with you. That's why you need to live your own life. Come on, say amen. amen. Come on, you need to live your life. And don't blame them. Don't blame them. Don't get mad with them. Leave them alone. Just go on and be happy. When they call you, you're on the cruise boat. So I can't talk now. I'm going to cruise. Call you when they get back. Bam. I'm sorry, I'm doing a business deal. I'm buying some property. I'm closing on a piece of property. I'll call you next week. Bye. No, don't do that. Be nice. <laughs> Are you a person who feels restricted, underestimated? Are you a person who feels as if you can't, you have not become all you can become? If that's the case, I hope I inspired you today. I hope these last 38 minutes helped you. I'm done. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the word. Thank you for all that's been said. I pray that you would touch the hearts and lives of your people today. May they leave this place inspired to dream. We do not in any way denigrate men. We see the value that we bring to the family. But today, the focus is mothers, women, young and old. And may these young women grow up with a passion to love and be loved, but yet to love themselves, to understand that it's not the burden of somebody else to make you happy. It's your burden to pursue happiness. Happiness is a choice. It's not something somebody brings you with a kiss and a hug in a night of romance. That can be something far different. Help us, Lord. Help us to see the value of our, our lives. We are valued. Can you practice with me and say, I am, am valuable. Father, let them get that, I pray. And I give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor in Jesus' name.
Come on in Jesus' name. Come on in Jesus' name. So, Lord, I thank you and I give you all the praise and all the glory for the hand of God upon this service today. We leave with faith, believing you've touched our lives. Now I pray for people who don't know you as Savior who say, I need Jesus as the Lord of my life. I've not given the Lord of my life, but I realize I need to. What I heard today inspired me, but it starts with a walk with God. Fearing God, the scripture said, is what a virtuous woman should do. And so we both men and women hear you today. And if you're here today and you say, Pastor, pray for me because I need to be that person who sets a higher spiritual standard for myself. I need God in my life and I cannot do this alone. If you want me to pray for you today, raise your hand and say, pray for me. That's my prayer. I desire the Lord touch me today. Anybody else say, Lord, touch me today. I see another one. I see another hand. I see several hands. Father, I pray for these. I pray for those who raise their hands and I pray for those who raise their hearts. I pray for those who are home today, and may this be a time of great grace. Can we all lift our hands together with them, please? Father, we lift our hands and join with these several people who raise their hands today. And we ask you, Lord God, to touch them. We pray that the Holy Spirit would bring healing and grace to their lives. We thank you for the difference you make. We ask you, Lord God, to do what only you can do in their lives. And we give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen. Amen.